0: Podcast.
1: This is the Blockade Pimple Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me, as always, halfway across the world, is Jared Morgan. Hello, everyone. How are you going? Uh, doing much better now. So, uh, we we didn't do a show two weeks ago. Um, mm. As you know, we're kind of on this every two-week schedule for the most part now. Because uh, yeah, my voice was gone. Oh, <laughs> Gone. Right. Yeah, this is what happens when you uh you know, you go back to the amusement park and you're having to talk for eight hours a day with a projected <laughs> voice and you're uh, not yeah. used to projecting over the crowds like that.
0: <laughs> that will do it, yes. Um it's it's surprising if I've had a busy meeting day, like if I've been on video calls and stuff all day, um I'm finding at the end of end of the day my voice is my throat's really sore and I just don't want to speak anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah, the right? the interesting part is I'm still like dealing with the effects. I mean, I've had my voice back now for a week and a half easy. Um right. but like my mainly my tongue is what feels like it's sore. It's like and it feels like it feels like you know like weightlifting sore. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Your tongue has been like lifting 50. That's, exactly. That's what, that's what it feels like. It's like, it's not painful, but it's like, wow, it's just doesn't feel flexible. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling the
0: burn. <laughs> <on> my tongue <laughs> Tongue up. Uh, uh, but it's funny because, uh, like, you know, we, you know, when you're sort of locked away uh, at home, you don't really have to get out there and talk to people. Like, talking no. is it's highly overrated. <laughs> well
1: and there's a certain uh there's a certain manner of talking that I wind up doing where it is again, I'm very much projecting my voice, but mm. it's also being that you laugh at everything and you're you know just being extra with how yeah. you're speaking and you're speaking just non stop that yeah.
0: I don't know that there's any way of really preparing for that i think it's you just gotta be match fit really (laughs) and it will be hard it'll be really hard to essentially act for that long right
1: right i mean i'm sure theater people go
0: through it all the time but oh yeah for sure uh and
1: this exact same thing happened to me the the last time when i first started the uh at the theme park so you'll be right you'll you'll build up your build up your strength again in your time exactly yeah. Exactly. Now, if I could just build up the uh, strength of the jokes that I used to have. <laughs> oh, well. Have you lost your game? No, I mean, there's there's certain banter that's came back rather easily, but uh, there were certain jokes and situations that, like, come up enough that you just had a quick one always at the ready, and I'm having right. to relearn what those quick ones are. <laughs>
0: So you actually like throw out a bit of a dad joke here and there to make them really smile genuinely. So you pretty get much. that on pretty much. Right. Yeah, cuz otherwise yeah, you get right. a lot of uh, people taking photos like
1: this. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. and you're like
0: trying to uh, and then you and you go smile and they go oh, So really? So people have a hard time actually smiling when they're Sometimes. having a photo taken
1: yeah oh, sometimes it depends. you get other people that are just like immediately just like total hams and everything, but I mean yeah, and that's what things. i'm
0: saying <laughs> there
1: there's there's it is a performance, and yeah you've- you've gotta play to the crowd um yeah so. Yeah, and and sometimes you can tell that the people are like hiding in their shell and you just need to crack it open and they'll come right out. Uh, And other times you're like, nope, that person is a brick wall and we're not getting anywhere so we're not even going to (laughs) try. We're just going to take the shot and move on.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, (laughs) All right. uh, I've got an interesting thing that happened this week. So Force 2 is actually off at... uh, the the service place at the moment. It is complete from my perspective. Now it just needs to get power conversion and other things so it doesn't burn down my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, you know, these African pins would do if you just chuck them straight onto power because number one, they're configured for 110 volts. Right. Um, so you've got to do the the quick power conversion, but there's so many other things wrong with this one underneath the play field that yeah, you gotta, you got to spend the money on these ones. Uh-huh. Um, but... It gave me, because I had to actually drop the table off at um, John Gris' place. John is the specialist for Gottlieb here okay. in Brisbane, pretty much. I got to see his workshop. And this guy has got some amazing stuff in his workshop. Like, he had, a for a customer, he actually had a Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. There, which I'd never seen before. Um, but when you go into his workshop, he's actually got all these original test rigs and one of them is a gottlieb test rig um that gottlieb would use themselves to plug the boards in and work out which lamp matrix faults it had wow so that's pretty it legit. was like it was screen like you know you, you know it's legit when you can match the font on the interface it's like a fit like a almost like a keyboard yeah um matrix interface with keys on it that you can press to actually activate the the lights Wow. Um and it's screened and it's got like that Gottlieb font on it of the seventies and eighties and it's like, Wow, this is unobtainium stuff right this guy has. Right. right. He's made up his own rigs for for other games, which is essentially when you're making up a test rig, all you need to do is basically take the back box, um, the back box plate where all the lights are, and then mm-hmm. just replicate the boards on there and then just connect them up to like bulbs and stuff like that to test transistors. That's essentially oh, okay. what you do. But he's got a whole pile of these set up in, in his workshop. It's quite incredible. Hmm. So it was a real treat to go and have a look at this place and see what uh, John's got, um, yeah, the, why why he is that good at fixing up machines. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. So I uh, one
1: of the things we were planning on doing uh, last time was... Talking about the second wave of the uh, auction that happened with the uh, Banning hmm. collection, um, and I've misplaced the link <laughs> <All right. laughs> that listed all the final prices because uh, you couldn't go to the website anymore. But I get—I think on Pinside they got uh, addressed. But I was uh, there was a, uh, a Vice did a story about it.
0: Oh yeah,
1: and they were. Uh, talking about what the projected prices on some of these things were and everything and i know that i think the highest price thing and i wish i knew what the table was but it was i think 42 grand 42 grand sorry i have a banging blind here no worries um um yeah, yeah
0: 42 grand
1: yeah so i'm very curious to know what that was i'll have to i'll have to look it
0: back up wondering if that was that magic girl or not uh it probably would have been something pretty rare and unique yeah um well, you'd hope so. Hopefully it wasn't something like a Twilight Zone where someone just went nuts. <laughs> right? No. Did I have to have it?
1: They did say no. that uh, all total, I think they earned $6 million, which was under what they were hoping. 6 Under? They okay. wanted $7 million at least. I think that's how much it was, like, what they were in the hole for.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's now it's going to be a weed farm. Of... <laughs> it's a week yeah okay yeah it's uh it's time to grow the uh the wacky tobacco that's right so yeah.
1: anyway so that was that was uh initially what our thought was but i mean it's also you know time passes and people stop caring so <laughs> it wasn't exactly yeah. hot hot news anymore um instead today what we have hot news so uh zen just put out another uh, the pinball show and mm. they had some things in that episode, uh, specifically introducing new table, which is Snoopy on Zen Pinball Party. Oh, we will be playing that uh, live here, so mm. you can, uh, for those of you without the old Apple Arcade, you can get a sense of what this table is like. Spoiler alert, I'm calling it the best of these new tables that uh, has been produced so far. I'd probably
0: agree, as a TLDR. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I mean, it's still
1: it's still simplistic in terms of you're not there's not you know deep stacking of modes or anything obviously, but no. the layout and the actual play and uh, kind of the basic rule set, it's better than what the other ones have been, as far mm. as I'm concerned. Again, I might be biased because the theme does hit me,
0: but <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not even really super engaged on the theme, right? But I can still tell it's it's just a better balanced game, yeah. Um, than the other ones. Um. So anyway, we'll be we'll be taking a look at that. We are also going to be
1: taking a look, and I think maybe we maybe we'll start with this, Jared. Um, mm. Zen announced a new partnership with a virtual pinball cab maker, and that is Skillshot Effects. Now, this is a company that apparently has been making. Uh, an in-home skee-ball. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know which whose home is good. big
1: enough to hold a skee-ball table, but
0: Oh, I've seen them. My people people that have rk one ups Yeah. Yeah. They they I've seen some skee-balls sitting right next to rk one up cabinets. Yeah. Um so yeah.
1: So anyway, uh they have gone in licensed uh with uh FX3 is basically. So kind of the same deal that uh vp cabs had in terms of licensing Mm -hmm. um so i'm going to bring up what the cab looks like here there we go there's our website and as you can see it uh it's kind of got a little uh modern flair to it in terms of cab design doesn't look like your traditional boxy cab yeah Um, uh it's on plinth plinth there's a word
0: yeah a plinth (laughs) Mm. Uh, it's kind of unusual. There's yeah. a reason why it's on that plinth though. Yeah.
1: Uh fifty two yeah. inch monitor for the play field. That's big. I don't know what the backlash is, but that's a backlash monitor also. Say about twenty. Um don't know if there's any other information. Oh look, video. We can let that we play that a little bit, huh? Um yeah. And that's it's got a, a you can kind of see this is their custom interface designs. They have volume controls right on the top, uh, back button
0: view. It's the obvious place to put it. Yes, uh, yeah. and <laughs> right. I like how they. I've, it's I've, I like how they've actually integrated that into the lockdown bar, not as a panel that then right. takes up real estate. That right. should be a. It's it's a, a right here, note.
1: and they're yeah. nice and flat, so it's not like you can accidentally hit the buttons.
0: And see how they have got a nice inset for the monitor. It's got that actual playfield mm-hmm. slant on it. Mm-hmm. It's got a, actually a rake on the playfield, which really does make a difference to perception. Yep. In the game, so they've they've taken some some design cues probably from other digital pinball tables. Let's yeah. be honest, um, but it's got the bones of something pretty nice, and it looks really nice. Like yeah. it's a nice looking cabinet. Yeah,
1: it is a nice looking cabinet. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, I know that it also they send it with one of those little tiny controller interfaces with a full keypad, so that yeah. if you're doing dealing with because it's hooked up with Steam. I mean, it's obviously got yeah, a PC inside. Yeah, it is a Steam-based. Um, so that you can still you know do all the basic functions. Anything that's not going to function with this you know interface here, this interface is basically just for you know obviously once you have it set up, pay people can come play. Voila, they're done.
0: It really is designed to be used with FX3. They've done some integration that allows you to adjust volume, and they've got view right. buttons and stuff in there. Right. So they've kind of keyed that part of the panel just to FX3. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are the good points. Mm. Oh, it apparently
1: comes with <laughs> comes with back glasses. Oh, custom back glasses, right? Well, I mean, I don't know if they made them themselves or if Zen did... I would, Zen. When you come out with pin effects, please, for the love of God, provide back glasses.
0: Animated back glasses would be even better. (laughs) With approved art on them, right? So that it so it makes the licenses happy.
1: Because I would (laughs) think that. And and I'm this is something that when we get a chance to talk to Mel, I, I'm sure we'll want to address. But if they can do mm. the video screen for the DMD now, they can certainly do full size animated backlash. And where it would be yeah. really cool is, and I think this may be a stretch, but with our alphanumeric tables, um, that don't have a, the DMD area, like Funhouse, fills up basically where the DMD was, right? Yes, yeah. but you do something like space station, and it's got the four slots. I think I'm correct. Yeah, it's got that. the four glasses, yeah. basically where the displays are. Right. Yeah. So I would love it if they could start reproducing the back glasses in that manner and have them and yeah. having do that way. But the main thing is is to not make us have to provide back glass so that every single time a new table is created, that then we have to go through that whole rigmarole and everything. Anyway, just saying. If you can do it for these guys, do for us at home too. Um, That's right. Yeah. So, the things that I'm noticing here, and I'm sure this stands out to you too, Jared Mm -hmm. no manual plunger. No. And that second uh, flipper button, that is for nudge.
0: So, no accelerometer. For your second flippers, it is for nudging. Which. That's. It's, no it's unfortunate,
1: but okay. I I guess the, the the nudge factor I can kind of understand because that's kind of like if you look at what at Games has done with their Legends pinball, that's exactly what's happening. Um, mm. And I think
0: maybe that's I think a- there's another reason why, and yeah, it's because of the plinth. <laughs> the plinth <laughs> would make it. Very hard to twist the table, yes. and actually make an accelerator accelerometer register, right? So the unfortunate part is, how do you to be legs. how do you register an up nudge?
1: You can do side to side nudges, but how do you register an up nudge?
0: I don't know they They need to be some sort of switch on the the um, the, the lockdown bar. See, that's honestly that's the obvious place to put the buttons. Or switches, yeah. like integrated into the the lockdown bar, because the lockdown bar wouldn't be coming off. No. Um, like you would have traditionally on a pinball machine. So you could, if you were smart, you would actually devise a system that had micro switches in the nudge bar, and that would be where the tilting would happen. And that's the logical place for it. you. You could still have the game on a plinth, all um, legs, or whatever. And the nudge bar becomes your interface. Now, right. that would be the smart money. That's what I'd do if I was designing one.
1: Yeah. Um, so, those are the two obvious things. Uh, we don't know what this is running
0: on in terms of PC video card specs. Um, I'd say, which I'd speculate probably be- because they're accessible at the moment. Um, probably like an NVIDIA 60, like 1680 or something like that. Because Possibly, really available.
1: but it's kind of a bummer that they're not, I, I mean I was looking all over their website and I couldn't find any mention of this um, but because it is Steam based obviously you're going to be able to run any other Steam game on here that you want and mm. in that eventuality that when uh, PinFX becomes available on Steam I want to know what the video card is <laughs> because it would suck if it's not up the snuff for the new thing i don't know especially I'm hoping they're
0: not using something like one of those small form factor gaming pcs inside it you know the ones that are essentially like a like an alienware right. um or like a rog 29 or something you know one of those smaller form right. factor things that are all in one i mean that would make sense from a build and materials perspective because it's easy enough to get those but that would limit your upgrade possibilities yeah
1: um, and the reason why I say that—that's a shame that we're not finding out that information at the most. I'm—I don't know. Maybe we need to uh, fire off an email and be like, "Hey guys, fill us in." <laughs> but mm. the st- huge sticking point to me—the price tag.
0: Yeah, this puppy's it's, it's nine, not, eight
1: or nine nine thousand dollars, folks. Yeah, it's at, the price of a new in-box Stern. It's uh, a—that's okay. a. I think that's my biggest shocker, is that for yeah. $9,000, we can't get
0: a physical plunger? Yeah, we can't get a physical plunger, and we can't get Accelerometer Tilt. That's... That is just just unacceptable.
1: And so like... here's... Do you think this has anything to do with the licensing agreement that they have with Arcade 1UP?
0: Uh, like hardware-wise, uh, the, the actual cost? No, no in terms
1: of in terms of their license with Arcade One Up does Arcade One Up have a deal where it's like hey yeah you can license it to everybody else but the nudging and the manual plunger are ours
0: to hmm. you know software wise. I wonder because the the thing is that I I don't think that the the build that they got on arcade one up obviously is the android version it's a custom build yeah um for them yeah this is the steam um, build custom and, interface
1: and then with the steam build i can use my accelerometer you know obviously with my my pin sim i have physical plunger i have the ability to use accelerometer yeah you do i don't i don't know i it's just a weird it's a weird choice that's all i'm saying that, that that this isn't here for that price point because there are mm. many other uh digital pinball platforms that have those things
0: um that's right for they, like you know uh, uh, about 2% of the cost yeah. of this as well <laughs> they so. do have
1: um solenoids for the flippers but there was no mention of solenoids anywhere else on the table so again that's something that maybe we need to reach out um i was gonna understand folks the pinball show it came out yesterday <laughs> yeah we're reacting to it now so we haven't had a time to uh actually
0: uh reach out and communicate um, that's that's right so we're we're sort of yeah it's pretty fresh pretty yes. fresh news this is just so... us
1: us reacting <laughs> yeah reacting right. videos man that's what i should title these videos jared Chris and Jared, react, like react. to anything. Yeah. Just react, because those apparently get all the hits.
0: Uh, yeah, that's right. So, anyway. Everyone wants opinions. Right? Even if they're lame. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Of course, we just
1: aren't. But I mean, like I said, I, I think the design factor is is interesting. Um, it sets it apart mm. from looking... I mean, you know, you're not having to deal with pinball legs or whatever. It also means you don't get to adjust anything, but I'm sure it's of a standard pinball height, so there's not much
0: adjustment that you normally would be doing anyway there's um, a nice neon or led light strip underneath it too so you mm-hmm. get that you know that stuff underneath yeah um which is nice again th- that's why they wanted the plinth although they could have they could have easily worked around that with with legs and just putting a skirt underneath the play field as well but
1: this is at least making it their own you know what i mean uh <laughs> jared's gotta be the speckle <laughs> wipe um yeah no, this is this is. It's making it their own, and obviously, you can see here with it right next to the uh, the skee ball in the background goes with their product line. You know what I mean? So there's a design. It's aesthetic. definitely
0: toned in. Oh yeah, yeah it definitely is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So I. So
0: if if this is basically so, if you are a slingshot fan, then this will fit nicely in your game room. Yeah. I'll bet says... you the price of that ski ball isn't cheap either. So I'd say you've got pretty deep pockets if, you, right. if you're if you using this as your arcade room supplier. Well, if you can afford that loft. Uh... <laughs> yeah, That's right. It's
1: um, that's, that's pretty good. Loft in New York City. Uh, it says also 96 different pinball games. The only things that are missing from that list are the Jurassic Park tables. Okay, which you can still
0: add in on your own. So I'm
1: assuming that this comes preloaded with them,
0: maybe. I think because it says right out of the box, so it looks like you get a license entitlement to those tables. It's through it makes your Steam. sense again. That's what mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, VB Cabs was doing, also. Yeah. So anyway, hit us up. Let us know what you guys think about uh, about this new entry into the uh, virtual space. Um, obviously, it doesn't cost. Zen a dime to do this. This isn't taking anything out of them. This is them being commissioned, or or, or signing a license.
0: That's about the, the scope yep. of it. Um, this is this is a, another example of how you actually license that program correctly, right? Um, to, like to conform with the EULA. So they've done it. It's. I don't suspect that the price. Is reflecting any license engagement? No, I feel um, it's building costs. It's really building because there's some premium premium materials using mm-hmm. that. Like, it looks like nice wood. Well, because they said that so, they're also not using
1: you know the cheap buttons. I mean, again, buttons. We're, <laughs> we're talking the difference between couple a couple of bucks and you know eight dollars a buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I mean, it, it, ultimately that's not what you're dealing with. But I mean, a fifty-two inch screen, though, that's pretty. Mega. That's um, big. That's bigger than
0: most digital pinball builds. Most of them are doing the forty in,
1: the forty inch screen, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. They're almost put into like a wide body or super wide body scale. Yeah. As well. Which is interesting. And again, video cards um, aren't cheap right now, so they're not. We've seen I was this is what I was wondering. If they're using a good spec PC in there and uh, like a NVIDIA Three three thousand series card, then that's about you know two or three thousand dollars right there mm-hmm. at the moment because of you know processor shortages. Yeah. Um, so you know there's a fair chunk of change caught up in that. But then you know maybe add on a thousand dollars for the screen. Yeah. Um, so you know you got you got about halfway there to eight grand. So. Yeah, you know, I, I can see why it is the price it is, but I can't see too many of these walking off the shelf. Yeah, at that <laughs> price. when well. when you can literally go to eBay or like Alibaba and get a knockoff for like a th- an eighth of that price and you get a pretty decent spec. Yeah, for that. So, all right, moving on. Uh, I promised
1: a report on the. Uh... The beer, it has been cracked open. It was consumed a little bit by the wife. Uh, turns out she hasn't had a drink of beer in many a year either. So it was <laughs> uh. not like the, uh, the the flavor was, uh, you know, or, or not the flavor. The, the tongue was of the
0: uh, educated variety.
1: Time. Yeah, the connoisseur variety. Um, but <laughs> her initial impression, tasted like Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> to which okay. i wait wait a second what happened to the hints of pineapple and mango i think the, they were saying and she's like nah, i don't know it tastes like who like like
0: okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> see if they could somehow get some of this stuff down to me i drink enough craft beer through netherworld that i could probably give it a, a somewhat more different critique. I right.
1: you might actually have the palate. To me it's it's the it's like the people that do the wine tasting, right? If I like, take a sip like of wine grapes. I'm like, Yep, that's <laughs> wine. And not sitting se- there going, Oh,
0: <laughs> it's got a nice earthy tone to it with hints of whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I can taste that it was definitely the the, the vines were definitely growing on the the, the shady side of the hill. And, <laughs> and, and that.
1: Boy, that's a ponce kind of uh, comment, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> all right. So that was that. Uh, oh, all right. Let's get into the Snoopy gameplay. Yeah. And all right. Then we'll get into the uh, the, old, the the giant logs that were thrown onto the speculation fire.
0: <laughs> That's right. In the latest Pinball Show. Yes. So let me get my
1: phone ready to do a little uh, Snoopy action here. Um, I'm going to apologize for the volume again, because I know that last time it was rather Super loud. Super loud.
0: Yeah. So drop your volume down now. And if you're listening in the podcast, here's your chance to go now and have a look at the YouTube channel and look at this episode, uh, which you'll see in the show notes. Yes. Um, so just go to the show notes, click on that, and you'll get the link directly to the video
1: all right, so here we go. Snoop the Pinball. As you can see, I've already gotten two stars on it. I haven't gotten uh, beyond that. I've only played mm. this a little tiny bit, but let me uh, just uh, fire this up and
0: let you see what's what. Mm. Like first thing it hits me, I really love the cell animation they're using. This, yes, very much like the Bob's Burgers, South Park style. Um, that they've they've done obviously not with that particular artist, artistic side. It's very faithful to Peanuts. Yeah, I mean especially here with Woodstock and that and that Nest. Um, yeah, that's that's really really on point.
1: Good choice of what to make 3D uh, versus what to make cardboard. Yes, essentially. Yeah. Um, from what I'm understanding, this is based on the 80s. <laughs> version yes, of? the '80s comic strip era. Which, I mean, I yes. did grow up reading that. So, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you probably didn't catch what they just said. Every single time you launch the ball, you get Charlie Brown saying, "Everybody has to leave home," which is just really mm. odd to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a, there's another call out in this game when I was playing it, which was odd as well. Shoot for Snoopy's um, see if Start you can get, get it, mode. uh, see if you can get multiple and, and listen to the call-out that's oh. said there. I, okay, I yes, uh, if there's if another call-out
1: that I know that, that is, uh, has to do with, uh, when you get a bonus multiplier. Okay, so, right off the bat though, there, it said, we had our call-out, it said shoot for Snoopy's doghouse for main modes.
0: Thank you, Zen! Here we go! <laughs> Thank like, you for... this is instructions to the player.
1: Yes, you're paying voice actors. Oh, oh yeah, that drain. And uh, it doesn't cost much to actually have them tell you to do something. And there are callouts nice. uh, throughout the game to tell you what to do. So let me... Uh... Yep, it's great. Let me see if I can... Hit it's it's so the good to hear that house. sort of guidance. So there we go. Hey, look at that. Doghouse turns, and then you launch again. It was a dark and stormy night. We get to do that. Um, but I'll just do dogfight do... for the sake of doing dogfight.
0: The thing that, that the, the, right there, is the thing that I dislike about the table. What's that? And that is, it, it ejects the ball without any flashing light or sound. Yes, yes. so you're it's not quite sure thing. where it's coming from. Yeah, and that's a real surprise. Seek out you the Red Baron and bring him ball. down! That's that's design 101 when it comes to pinball. Yeah. Should tell Seek you out where the
1: Red out. Baron and bring him down! So this is your classic hit the magnetic ball kind of action, except that this is no magnetic. Seek magic out whichever. the Red Baron and bring him down. Hope to play with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Gee, that's a. Oh, and. I hate
1: uh, that Red Baron. Drain Don't worry. Yeah, you'll get him next I mean, time. That's how
0: you drain. That's. And I'm gonna say this game. a Lot of drains. <laughs> it's not super easy. It's no. not as. Ease is the other ones that are in the uh, animated heroes collection home. in um, same Pinball Party. Yeah, so there's that call out again. Everyone has to leave home.
1: Yeah,
0: there must be you meaning behind that. It'd be interesting to, to speak to uh, the designer about oh, right. it and why that call out was there. Let right, speak to Dolby. Right Dolby's
1: right the one now. that uh, designed this one. Dolby was featured in this, uh, this latest uh, Pinball
0: Show episode. Yes, it was. It was actually good to hear from one of the designers. And, yeah. you know, had them participate in the show And he's quite one of the, as a, a major role.
1: He's one of the designers that's been with Zen for a little while and just recently uh, got promoted to designer.
0: Mm. So, yeah, good on him. Congrats, Dolby. Yeah.
1: So, I kind of like the idea, actually, if um, this game here, the Zen Pinball Party... Is being used as a uh,
0: proving ground, you might say, for the new designers. Oh, without a doubt, it's it's a chance for them to actually cut their teeth on a release from soup to nuts and and see how it performs. So yeah, I have no doubt that's exactly what they're doing here. Lock the ball. Um, Do you have? Here's a question for you, Chris. When you're playing this game, how do you find the shot off that upper left flipper? Very difficult. Really hard. Very difficult. Really hard. Yeah, I just cannot. I cannot get the timing on it. Okay, I'm going to. I'm try sure and... I would be able to, um, oh, but it is ah! seriously hard to get the timing on it.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll, i I'm, i want to try and raise the multiplier to to show what I'm hearing and see if this is what Jared was talking Good about night, also.
0: Pal. See you in the um, morning.
1: So let me try and do that. The skill shot is very difficult to, to d- nail because you can't see one of the lanes. <laughs> yeah,
0: Everyone that's the other complaint I've heard about this game. It's like the um, the kite eating tree is obstructing the lights at that particular view. I'm sure this if you change the view and made it flatter, you won't right, be able to see it. But possibly. the thing is that at, the, the thing that I find is if you have a design element like that, it needs to be visible at all angles. Like it got to have it visible um so a lot of the time you know in some of the williams tables they they had some obstruction issues in the rollover lanes like for example um uh theater of magic book they did to work around those mirrors up there so you could actually see them which is a nice sort of cheap workaround in this case it's really quite impossible because the tree is rather opaque (laughs) and it covers a huge amount of upper playfield area um, looks good thematically. No dogs allowed. But if it obstructs a playfield a play, uh, like an actual gameplay element then for my money it's not good. It's not an effective thing to put in there. Oh my god.
1: Lost again. I like the um, the really Rats.
0: clear scrolling light patterns um on all the um the shots you need to take they're very obvious which ones you need to shoot yes. in this too. So it's really good really good Everyone feedback to has the player. To be Again, um, we've talked about they? that with just insert lights. Lock in general, the ball! That, uh, yeah.
1: it, it's Shoot nice when.
0: To start a main Zen mode. embraces,
1: uh, traditional pinball
0: design. Yes. Because and that I makes think for we're better, better this light more and shows. More. Well, it does make for better light shows, yeah. And we're seeing this more in, in these newer tables now, there. You know, we've actually got inserts with text on them. We've got. Um, like, more light shows like this that actually have clear... Like, you really know what shot to take. It's very much a... Um, there's no doubt what you need to shoot. And, you know, the voice callouts also help as well. Yeah, I just realized um, Jared can't hear any of the, what I'm playing. Everyone <laughs> no, has I, to I, I can't.
1: At all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just going to have to tell Jared when to shut up so that we can actually hear what <laughs> I'm trying to highlight. Um... Okay, one more for collecting the multi uh, multiplier. Then. Because I think everybody will hear what it says. Here we go. Multiplayer oh. raised. Right, so it says multiplayer raised. Not multiplier. multiplayer. Multiplier. <laughs> yeah. Uh! No, mul- it says multiplayer. Like, well, M- multiplayer. It, it goes yeah.
0: multiplayer raised. It's like, that, no, that's the multiplier. Yeah, that's that's the, the one, yeah, that's, Night, that's the one that the I morning. was... It actually wasn't multi multiball. It no. was that call-out. that yeah. I went. Ugh.
1: So there was uh, something a little bit lost Some in translation.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think someone misread the script there. That yes. needs to be re-recorded. Because <laughs> you will hear start it. Like, if I've heard road. it, you'll hear it multiple times. Yeah.
1: So. so, yeah, that upper left flipper is a bear. It really is. It's if so everyone to listen to
0: me. This would be a um, perfect world.
1: And looks like, and those drains. I'm, I'm telling fair. you, man. There. Are, this is a side drain hungry table. And me really playing on the is. phone. I'm not nudging. Everyone
0: has to leave home. <laughs> no. So you know the the whole nudging mechanism is is tricky on mobile. Yeah. Um, it's probably better if you got an Apple Arcade with a joy pad.
1: Yeah. Um, and oh, by, oh, by the way, folks. Uh, One of the bug fixes that came with this uh, update that added this, uh, they did make it so that uh, if you're using a controller, that you can remap the buttons to use the shoulder buttons rather than uh, the
0: trigger buttons. Oh, that's good. Yeah. For those people who are triggered by shoulder buttons. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Alright, so this is tricky because we're trying to uh, Stupid dog. do exactly oh,
0: not that. Avoid It'll, Lucy. You don't wanna hit you don't wanna get Lucy. Yeah, so I'm trying to You wanna get that scrolling lame. Wait for her to disappear like, there. It's funny, you know, that that scrolling Ooh, nearly got it. You just uh slide borked. Yeah. Bork There we go. Oh there you go.
1: And then we gotta catch it again. Let's see if we can get this one. Oh. balls! So oh, there you go. There we go. Up to the tree next.
0: Stupid oh. dog. Oh, we hit her instead. And that was... I botched the mode. And I, that's uh, the thing. Like These modes look deceptively simple, but they're not really. You do have to think yeah. about uh, what you're doing in them. Hit the saucer okay so again there is nice where it's like
1: it told me to hit the home base saucer um you know look for something you just activated it. Oh, and then out the drain ah! you just activated something go and shoot it go and shoot it but unfortunately and this is again where the game gets tough do you think it stays lit no. Nope. Everyone has to leave home. It it's does a... not stay lit. So Lock the, the ball! In the case of me hitting the home base button, well, Snoopy, now we've got to hit the to start a main mode. baseball again a couple of times. Because I'm going to show the you the upper
0: playfield. field. It's a little drainy. Because that the baseball is how you actually access the upper play field. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And
1: that's one of those ejects that if you don't raise your flipper, oh. it's a center drain.
0: you, get, you got to tip... Tip catch it or tip divert it. Snoopy! Oh, oh look, time to feed Snoopy. Yeah. So you know basically your your lane chase. There you go. So you shoot a lane, then shoot the um the kennel. And that's how you feed Snoopy. That's nearly a shat's pass. oh that was well suddenly my my phone is slowing down (laughs) oh you must be overheating yeah yeah i I think i'm overheating a a Um, thermal issue with your phone which is okay because it's game over
1: it's game over so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let it uh live at that (laughs) be game over Hmm. um anyway it's 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 a peaceful table it doesn't feel frantic uh, no, I don't believe there's really other than I don't really think that there's much hurry up mode action. Uh, the call outs are pretty good uh, mm. and the shots are varied as to when you need to take them and what you need to do. So those are all positive design choices uh, in my book, because um, like it's actually
0: a, it's, a, it's a fan reverse Lola, if you Think about it. <laughs> a fan reverse lawler, Interesting choice. Well, because the flip is on the left hand side. Yeah not the right right. Um, so yeah it's uh, an interesting it's a I think it's a solid first design it is. From, from Dolby I think he's done a really good job
1: and like I said of the four or now this would be the, the fifth uh, of the five tables that have been made exclusive for the Apple Arcade uh, Zen Pinball Party I think this one uh, so far has been the most enjoyable to me
0: uh, and offering so the most his... gameplay here is the interesting thing. I gave I gave the iPad to the kids the other day. Oh and yeah, I got them to I got them to try it, um, and w- it was interesting. Um, let me just close my window because this blind is clogging. There you go. Solved that problem. Um, so the I gave it to Sienna first, and I let her just explore the tables. Got her to play Snoopy. Um, first, because it was the the newer one, and she said, "Oh, yeah, it's it's really quite hard. I'm having trouble, you know, actually getting the flipper to do what I want it to do." Okay, um, and I'm admittedly i'm yeah, I'm using this on a a hand me down iPad Air two, um, so it's not one of the most powerful iPads out there, um, and it is old now. It's updated to the latest software, but it's still an old hardware configuration um so i gave it to um zach next and he gave snoopy a go once but then he just immediately just ignored them and went straight to William pinball and started playing all those tables instead and so i said oh, it'd be really good if you could actually you know give me the feedback on 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 the other ones because i'd like to like talk about it on the show and, and he goes, "Oh, okay." So he reluctantly went back and played some of the other ones, but you could see he just wasn't into it at all. <laughs> like he he wanted to play the Williams tables. He wanted to play specifically um, the getaway. I was he gonna say, now,
1: game. granted, you've taken your kids to
0: a pinball arcade, so they're familiar they, with the real things too. They are familiar with the real things. Yeah. And he he was more he was more gravitating towards the the original yeah. tables. Um, sorry, the um, the the Williams tables, not the animated heroes and he's 11. A lot of those tables are very young. Yes. Um, so they would probably appeal more to Sienna's age group. And this is interesting, right? Because this is clearly what Zen's going for. They're, they're The animated heroes' tables appeal to a certain age group. Um, and the other tables in the collection... Um, appeal to older kids like Zach. Um, and again, the difference between my kids' age is two years. So Cena's eight, Zach's 11. Yeah. So there's not a big age difference, yet the tasting games is really, really different. So it shows that the strategy here seems to be a sound strategy mm-hmm. to actually include different titles for different strokes for different folks. And start appealing all right. to all ages. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So that demonstrates that it, it's definitely true. Like, there is something in there for everyone. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. So that was then Pinball Party. And like I said, mm. it's good to see that they're actually addressing some of the the fan feedback uh, in mm. uh, in a semi timely manner. I mean, obviously, you know, there was a big patch for this, so why not throw that into the uh, the patch? Mainly being that they said there were general bug fixes, but uh, again, the controller support was a was a big one. I know for for people um yes so it's good to see they were addressing that uh other thing that happened in this latest pinball show they they had dolby interview two of the gentlemen from spooky pinball what yeah (laughs) yeah what (laughs) yeah now it was done under the auspices of hey it's halloween and You guys have a Halloween table. Let's talk about that for a little bit. But I believe it was the last episode. Me and Jared were talking about how, you know, with that video screen coming up, it would make sense to team up with a more independent pinball designer like Spooky, where it would be beneficial to both parties to do digital pinball. Uh, raise the yeah. profile of spooky and then also give Zen you know some of these licensed real world tables to to mess with uh and here Lo we get this behold. interview <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean
0: interesting
1: it was like throwing a couple of very large speculation logs on a speculation fire
0: <laughs> um yeah a slowly burning speculation fire so now it's raging
1: yeah because it's not uh, like Zen has had
0: I don't believe they've
1: had anybody conducted interviews that have been made
0: public to everybody from Stern. Have they? Mm -mm. No. No. No, never. They've not ever put another pinball company's stuff uh, and put their label on it.
1: Yeah, because we were saying, if you paired up with Spooky, if you paired up with American Pinball, because, let's face it, Stern... Does not need Zen. They no. don't.
0: They're doing just fine. They don't. <laughs> they've they've got their own thing going on there. Yeah. Um. And they they are well and truly cemented in the marketplace now. They, and they, they might the they might still
1: be feeling burned with Farsight. Um. Yeah, so which, to where again it becomes well, what are you offering us? But I think Zen is also looking at this from the point of, hey, this is a two-way street. you've got to be offering us something too, uh, yeah you know to, absolutely. beyond just the name, you know so mm-hmm. there's where it was like, yeah, American pinball, spooky um, yeah, who a Dutch pinball, although I don't know if they're really producing anything beyond, that. <laughs> but anyway, you get what yeah. I'm saying, where these smaller companies um, might be more lucrative. Well,
0: you have got you know the the Aussie guys down here, Haggis. Oh yeah, Haggis would, who exactly. Who have released who who will be releasing um, Fathom um, Fathom and currently have Celts yeah um, or Celts Celts you know, yeah. Celts out there, which apparently is quite a surprising sleeper hit for those people who actually play it. Um, so yeah, they're they're doing all the right things down and, here.
1: I also found it interesting, because in the show, Rose was wearing a Viking costume, and they Mm -hmm. asked, and she was like, oh, what's a table that I would love to see? I'd love to see a Viking table. American Pinball just announced Valhalla. (laughs) They did. Yeah. So, (laughs) I don't know how many Easter eggs are getting thrown or lobbed into these shows, but the coincidence Seems to me
0: that they (laughs) It seems just a little bit too coincidental yes. to ignore. Yes, I, you know, I, I didn't actually take pay a lot of attention this month to the back wall. The um, back wall didn't really change from last time. But didn't, I didn't know. No, it didn't didn't really change, but they didn't need a back wall this time because I think we can pretty much assume from that interview, FX will contain some real world. Boutique manufacturer of pinball machines.
1: Now, um, the the interview that they put up with the pinball show was a truncated interview. Uh, I did not watch the full interview. Jared, you said you did. I was did there more yet. info to be gleaned from the full interview?
0: Yeah, so the, the section that you saw, including the pinball show, just focused on the Halloween table yeah. and the design the design approach to that table. Yeah, how it came um, about. How it came about, um, which was fine. That, that made up about four minutes of the 26-minute interview. Um, so the the 26-minute interview touched on things like, you know, how is there a pinball scene in um, Benton, Wisconsin? Um, the short answer is mm, not really. Um, is there, like, how hard is it to, like, keep staff and actually find the right staff there um, in Benton? And the answer is... It's difficult, there's a fair bit of churn so they get, they they go from oversubscribed, like too many people to not enough people Mm. so it's hard to keep the staff levels at a constant um, there. They also said though that you know, if you want to get into pinball move to Benton the reason being is that if you kind of rock up within reason to spooky pinball and say hey, I want a job, I want to make a start in the pinball industry chances are you'll Get a gig there, and it could actually be the start of a career in pinball Hmm. for you because you start off on the production line, you cut your teeth there. Um, you know, Bug, I think, um, said that there's around 15 different jobs that need to be done in the business, probably ranging from, you know, assembly line worker to sort of running the show, which is sort of what, um, bugs doing now that he's graduated high school <laughs> I heard um, that when
1: he's like, graduated high school i'm just like holy crap i'm so old. yeah
0: he's like literally <laughs> like they started the business when he was just a teenager Jeez. um i remember him being on the spooky pinball podcast show um talking about it and um you know i i stopped listening to the show about three or four years ago but like he he was growing up with pinball um and while charlie his father was like spinning this business up from nothing basically yeah. and building it to what it is today where they they pretty much went from, I think Rick and Morty was 750 units and they doubled the amount of pinball machines for this um, current run of um, Halloween, the Kaiju Ultraman, uh, and Hel- and Yeah. The Ultraman and, um, and the, uh, the current one that they got on the line here that they featured, so that was sort of like interesting, a little bit of inside baseball stuff, really, that they were talking about. But the really interesting part came towards the end of that video, and that was when they started talking about. Um, so they they flipped around the the interview and and spooky started. Asking questions of Zen, oh, okay. or like commenting on stuff of Zen, and one of those things was so they only really this is this is what they were saying in the video. I I think this was more a bit of a for the benefit of the video. This is how they spun it, but they were saying that hey, you know, they were introduced to Zen Zen's FX3 product. Oh, you know, just by chance about you know four or so months ago now. What? Wait. Yeah. They had no clue about Zen Pinball prior to that. Apparently so. Yeah. I call shenanigans. Um, Okay, go on. Shenanigans on (laughs) that. Um, So, and um, I think I'm sorry. I've forgotten the uh, the 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 other person on the the interview. You might be able to remember Chris. I uh, his name. I don't. But um, but he was saying that he's the one who found it, and then he went and showed Bug, um. This uh, the, basically what FX3 was all about, mm-hmm. and they they openly admitted to saying, "Wow, like the way that you do theme integrations has kind of inspired us about what we could potentially do in the future for our tables and how we actually integrate themes." And they were acknowledging that while you know they can't have indicate the they actually identified Jaws actually as mm-hmm. a table that really blew them away at how good the theme integration was. Like they were commenting on the fact that, you know, the shark swims around, jumps out of the water and and really sort of makes a big appearance. Now, and they are going, look, you know, we while we obviously we can't make a jump, a, a shark jump out of the water um, on a real pinball machine, we can think about the type of ways that we could do something similar with mechanisms in the play field to mm-hmm. actually really t- more tightly integrate themes. And they made an open comment that said, look, based on what we saw from your collection of catalog and how you integrate themes, it has inspired us for the next table that we're producing. So we're really basically going to be taking a lot of the integration sort of cues that you've done in a lot of your digital tables. And we're going to be putting that into the way we think about designing the next table, which apparently they're even more excited about than the current ones they've got. Let me swipe my screen. <laughs> um, so, so there is the bit to me that sounds like, um, cue the commercial collaboration. Um, they are going to be working closely between Zen and um, and Spooky Pinball. The next table that they produce, I have a feeling will debut physically and digitally that's my call okay that's what i got from this interview it sounded like the like the fact that they were openly admitting that they were going to basically steal some ideas from zen in then in their next tables is like hmm that's very interesting
1: imagine if if you were doing a collaboration of sorts right Mm. where they're just trying to figure... Let's say that Jaws is the collaboration, okay? Mm-hmm. Wherein they're looking at, oh, hey, Zen can do anything because it's all animated. We want to figure out how to do a mechanical version. And that's how it gets really Like, you want the mechanical? Here's the mechanical version. You want the more fantasy? Here's the Zen version, right? Mm. So it's not necessarily that Zen is having to replicate... Uh, what physically would happen on their machine, but it's the spirit with which it happens. So on Zen, you do have the shark coming up and, and swallowing or whatever. And on theirs, it would be something where it's, you know, who knows, you know, let's say a scoop pops up and, you know, to capture the ball, that kind of thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But or it, would make for, of... it would make it like what you're saying to be able to do a, say, day and date release where you have a digital version and you have a mechanical version. The two are separate, yeah. not competing with each other. But the layout is virtually the same. The licensing would be the same. The artwork would be the same. Uh, and yeah. that means Zen wouldn't have to have the physical product and mapping it all out, you know, kind of thing to, to again, do that one to one play integration. It's, it's an interesting idea of, of how to get around that idea of, oh, if we put it out on digital, it's going to cannibalize our market share.
0: Yeah, which the thing is with, with spooky pinballs, and this is a good point that um, Dolby raised in the interview, is like he's never played one because they're just not available in Poland. Right. Um, so, you know, for, from that perspective, and we've said this countless times before in the show, you know, getting your product into a good quality digital pinball um, designer like Zen, and allowing people to play the game without having access to it necessarily, that's that's one marketing strategy you can use to sell tables. Now, the problem with a lot of the spooky tables is they often sell out in two hours. Right, exactly. So, so
1: very few people are going get to the, get their hands on them.
0: Very few people. The only, the only reason why I've had the luxury of playing spooky tables is that Netherworld seems to be a fan of them and yeah. they get them in. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, I would not have had a chance to play Rick and Morty um, at all, which would have been a real, a real shame because I really love the table. Um, but, you know, the, their back catalog is large enough now that they could have we have a spooky pinball section in
1: mm-hmm. FX. And imagine, and imagine also. I'm sure Spooky uh, felt a little bit of the hurt of not getting Godzilla. Yes. Uh, So imagine
0: if you have the licensing acumen of Zen backing you up. Yeah. Zen, that's the other thing that was touched upon in the, you can infer from that last part of the Zen interview with with Spooky is the fact that, wow, the, the, the licenses you've been able to get and the th- way you've integrated those licenses into the product is incredible, is what they were saying. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, well, here is Spooky's gateway basically into licensing that they would not be able to get their hands on because they were saying that you know the Stearns they tend to go to you know Columbia TriStar or you know Marvel or mm-hmm. whoever, you know, and they've got those relationships, but for someone like Spooky to get anywhere near those you know, it's, you have to sort of go kind of cap and hand begging yeah. uh, to go and get anyone to speak to you even. But the thing is that Zen's already got that relationship built. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy for them to go in and just, you know, have these conversations. So, you know, the, this is the advantage of working with someone like Zen. Yeah.
1: I'm glad that they, <laughs> though, paid attention to the integration the theme, and I'm assuming also how the the gameplay itself goes, because the one knock that I've had on any of the Spookies that I've played, um, and it's even me looking at the Halloween table. I don't care for all the upper playfield stuff that they do. It to me it ruins the flow. Um, yeah,
0: you've you've told me that the you're not a big fan of upper. I'm not a big fan. The previous episode. Um, yeah. um, the
1: only table of theirs that I really truly liked was Total Nuclear Annihilation. Yep. So, because of its simplicity. It's simplicity, but it was flow, 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 and fast, right? Oh, it was. So, yeah. again, if if any kind of collaboration comes out of this, uh, it would be nice to be able to tap into Zen and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And then have Zen go, well, you know, if you did it like this, then they go, oh, okay. And we'll figure that out. Yeah. You know, we'll work out the engineering on that. Sure. You know, exactly. Um, so, I like I said, it, it's. Let's keep our eyeballs peeled on this. Let's see if uh, Rose's Viking wish has anything to do with American Pinball's Valhalla. Uh, again, because that would lead us to getting uh, Oktoberfest, maybe, and Houdini. Hot Wheels. Houdini, is Hot Wheels... Am I, am I... Oh, Hot oh so Hot Wheels is American. American. I'm, I'm correct. That's all the same company, right?
0: Sure is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've played all three of those okay. in person, and they're fun tables. I've not played Hot Wheels. No. I've played uh,
1: Oktoberfest and Houdini. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, something else, I, I'll just throw this out there. We didn't, uh, me and Jared didn't even discuss this, uh, but I kind of want to get your take real quick on it, Jared. Uh, mm. Stern, they announced a new Jurassic Park pinball. that. Oh, the pin. Uh, yeah, are they still calling it the pin?
0: Yeah, they are
1: okay. Uh, well, it's
0: it's yeah, it's in, yes, they are.
1: This one designed by uh, uh, Deadflip, mm-hmm. and in terms of the layout and the shots and everything, it screamed late eighties, early nineties to me. Williams, yeah,
0: very which isn't much. a bad thing. No, it's certainly not a bad thing at all.
1: Um, it certainly looked better than other efforts that I've seen in this budget-minded uh, attitude of when, when Stern has put these things out.
0: The interesting thing here is that uh, Deadflip, he was basically bought in to try and reinvigorate the design, the standard design that they're using for these, the pin machines. Yeah. Um, because it's they've recycled the same layout countless times now. Okay. Um and I think it was getting a bit old, and they needed to rethink how they actually do some do do this table. And this one, you know, it's got it's got some different stuff in it. There's like a there's actually the dinosaur head that actually spits the ball out, right? And there's what you would think for this price point, which five grand, I'll put out there. <laughs> it's five grand. So it's actually pay an extra one and a half or about that and you can get a pro yeah. um um Jurassic Park, which I know what I'd rather buy. Right. And it's not the pin. <laughs> but if for if someone were, who just I'll can't just say yeah reach, if these were
1: thirty five hundred dollars, this would be a whole different discussion.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. That would be a very different discussion. It would be, yep, yeah, I'm having one of these for the game room. Yeah. Um but it it really there's not enough difference in price to actually differentiate this one um, with like a pro version of, of Jurassic Park, which is a far better game. Um, So it's good again, that Stern is bringing in different designers and different ways of thinking about how they market their product. Um, But also just introducing fresh blood into the design team as well. And you know, Deadflip did create that pinball machine of his own. Um, he's, he'd been designing a Whitewood for yes. ages now. This this is not that machine, but who knows? It may pave the way for him to actually get that design produced mm-hmm. um, as a layout um, that uh, Stern could potentially take, or at least an adaptive version of it, because it looked like it had some really interesting shots on it. Um, so who knows what... The future holds for Deadflip. I mean, he's putting a lot of effort up until now to get get to where he is. Yeah. So good on him for this opportunity. Ultimately, it seems like what we're seeing
1: across pinball in general, whether it be at Zen with these other uh, independent or indie studios is what I'm going to call them as opposed to being the two majors with uh, J.J.P. and Stern. Um, A lot of fresh blood, young minds uh, doing approach. And not yes. just... I mean, yeah, it's great JGP hired uh, uh, Steve Ritchie. But it's also like, Steve Ritchie's long in the tooth. You know? He's very yeah. set in his ways. Um, and you're going to get a certain style out of him. As opposed to bringing in people who are like, well, why do I have to follow these rules? Can't I That's right. shake things up? Uh, so, That's like great. I said, it, it's interesting time that with pinball that obviously it's on the rise big time uh, just based mm. off the prices you can tell that uh we're having like i said at Zen alone what is it three or four new designers uh then you get somebody like yeah if you're getting deadflip in there at Stern i'm sure Stern has uh well they got Keith Elwin who had come in um yeah you know you're bringing in fresh perspective fresh ideas you've got uh, with what the guys at Spooky there were saying how they were like, you know, we had the basic layout for years, but that upper whole upper playfield thing went through like a hundred different iterations. Iterations. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and do you think that Lawler or Richie would ever think to do, even if I'm not a fan of the upper playfield that they do, would they ever have gone there? No. So it no still way. is a good thing, uh, you know, to, to have this.
0: Um, it almost reminds me in, in a sort of kind of roundabout way it's like with the halloween and the kaiju tables it's almost playing homage to um pinball circus um mm, yeah and it's stacked crazy play field hype mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. i almost think that it's got you know a few nods to that concept game that was that that's out there you know yeah. and this is this is a good thing. I mean, those mini play fields aren't super complex in what they offer. But they still they still get the ball. It's still, again, from a player's perspective, you really feel like you achieve something if you've got that ball up the top there and you've actually yes. gone through and done everything on those upper play fields. Like that is a really clear progression for you as a player. And that's a that's a cool thing, you know. Yeah, that's
1: why that's why I always say that I was, I'm not a fan of EMs because I'm a fan of multi ball and ramps. Uh, yes. Because I see ramp, I want to hit ramp. I see yes. the possibility of earning multi ball, I want to see what that multi ball mode is like. Um, yes. That I'm going to go through lengths to try and achieve those things. Uh, yeah. If you throw. You throw playfields at me, well, I do want to see what happens when the ball goes up there. So Yeah, um, of course you do. You naturally want to explore you it.
0: You do. And and see what happens when you get there. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of, it's good. I've, I really do think they're, they're onto something there. It is. So, I mean, we'll see what happens.
1: I think that, uh, you know, we as a primarily digital uh, format for our program, you know, what, what our focus is. Uh, mm. it's certainly we keep on seeing these inroads to how the real machines can come and visit us in the digital format and i think yep. that uh that's only going to get stronger as we go along so uh, we're trying to get Mel on <laughs> uh yeah. it's, it's scheduling
0: you know he's it's hard he's busy he's a busy guy yeah yeah um and and, and to that end as well we are having more and more difficulties trying to line up as well. So yeah. it's it's yeah. tricky to try and get uh, time. So that is certainly well, something
1: uh, that uh, we're working on. And uh, just kind of see if we can just have a general casual pinball conversation with Mel. Because I think all these things that we discussed today, uh, a lot of it he'd be agreeing with us on even though there's things that you'd have to obviously shut his mouth about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd I have to so. clam up tight. Mark can't call it. But um Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see we'll, we'll see where we go with that. Uh hopefully that'll be coming up within I don't know, I'm hoping within the next month, month and a half that we'll have him on again. Hopefully. Um yeah. see where where that goes. Uh beyond that, okay. I hate doing this. Buzz been bogging me. Bogging me? Bugging mm-hmm. me. Bog, bog, it's been bogging you bogging bugging you. Bogging you. I'm in a bog about this bug. Um, mm. So on our YouTube channel, folks, I really want to pass the 500 subscriber mark. <laughs> We're like mm. 491 right now. We've been at that number for weeks. <laughs> Probably yeah. months. To it and yeah, I don't know. All the same. I just want to pass that 500 number. So if you're a fan of our show, just do us the favor. Go ahead and just do the subscribe thing. You know us. We don't bug you about this. We It's not the first thing out of our mouths. We don't have little animated things and, and all that crap that interrupt every five minutes. Um, That's right. Just I'm just trying to push past that. So even if you have to make dummy accounts, go for it. I don't care.
0: <laughs> or, you know, if you're a more of a podcast listener, you prefer to digest this from an audio, just jump over to the YouTube channel and, and click subscribe for us. Yeah. Uh, and then not only will you get notified that there's a new episode out, um, you'll know that there's probably an audio one following pretty shortly thereafter. So, you know, it'll be good forewarning for you.
1: So there's our our rare pitch that we do. Uh, But like I said, I watched that number and I'm like, just pass, just go past it, please. Uh, You know, we're not going to get one of those cool nifty little plaques anytime soon because that's... That would be uh, two more zeros on the back end of the five hundred. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get there anytime. But uh, I, no, we're, we, we have realistic action.
0: expectations. Yeah, we, have we, we really, definitely have realistic expectations.
1: <laughs> we know the show. I don't know. You know what we should do, Jared? What's we that? should we should do a a true crime podcast based around
0: pinball, like Who Done It or something. I don't
1: know because the you know the true crime things are all the rage. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. There was one ball on the table. Could they
1: (laughs) murder the score? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how those things go. I don't listen to them. Well, I I mean, it doesn't help that I was just watching, there's a a show with Steve Martin and Martin Short called uh, Only Murders in the Building, and it's about, they were huge fans of these true crime podcasts, and then there's a murder in their building, and they were like, well, hey, We actually live here. Why don't we try solving this? And so then they create their own (laughs) true crime podcast and fumble about doing it. And I I can feel the the struggles when they were like, we've got 11 fans. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the struggle is real. Yes.
1: Where I couldn't understand the struggle was when all of a sudden they got a sponsor who forked over $50,000. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, we still haven't really felt Mm, that yet. No, no, no. That'd be a nice
0: (laughs) feeling to get, though.
1: It would be. We're yeah. we're happy getting you know early access to like the Snoopy table that we've had for the past week. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. It that's is very nice, nice actually. Yeah. You yeah. Know. All right. That being said, I think we're going to uh, close this one out. Uh, again, thanks for your patience for uh, you know letting my throat clear up and uh, give us things to talk about in the meantime. Until yeah, I think it's then, worked well
0: that we you know. Uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I think it's it's lined up well with the pinball show, so we actually had some some actual news news to talk about. True, <laughs> true that. You know. Until then, we'll contemplate what to
1: talk about, but I'm sure it'll be about one of these things, Jared. Stuff and things. Until then, bye bye. See you later.